I V M. Folks, welcome to Paisa Paisa. I'm your host Anupam Gupta B50 on Twitter. My God, this feels so freaked out. I'm in the studio at the IVM studio after two years, and it feels just great to be here. It's a really special episode because it's great, really great to have women entrepreneurs in the house, and they have a really interesting product too. My guest Anisha Dosa and Anusha Ramakrishnan, co-founders at Jiffy. Jiffy is building financial wellness for the employed workforce. We'll talk about what they have to offer right after this short break. And welcome back. Let's do this in the studio. Anisha and Anusha, welcome to Pesa Pesa. Thank you so much for doing this. Phonetic names. What's the story? <laughs> Thank you for having us, Anupam. Yeah, thank you. Anisha, first you. I mean, your background and how you all met and started Jiffy. Let's talk about that. Sure. So I'm a co-founder at Jiffy. I'm from Mumbai. Spent most of my formative years in southern India. Have a career largely spanning investment banking and private equity, and you know, most recently was a management consulting with Bain and Company. Seen the entire spectrum of financial services, and then sort of narrowed in onto B two C and B two B tech. Uh, saw a huge problem in the system with regard to wellness, especially focused on employee wellness for the underserved markets, and that's really what brought me to Jiffy. And I took the plunge just after, just before the pandemic. So very. Excited to share our story here today. And things change really quickly, huh? <laughs> they do. <laughs> they do, yeah. Anusha? Yep. So my name is Anusha. I'm a co-founder at Jiffy as well. Um, I'm a career banker, so have spent several years with Goldman Sachs, then the Royal Bank of Scotland, and finally with Citibank for over seven years. And of course, I've seen the entire spectrum of financial services. When the pandemic hit, definitely got a lot of perspective in terms of what my passion was. Decided to give it all up and chase it. Um, that's where Anusha and I kind of came together and fleshed this. We think it's a brilliant idea, and yeah, and so we're here to share our journey. Yeah, look at that, a Bain, Goldman Sachs. I'm like just wondering, <laughs> the serious heavyweight of names out there. Let's start up with the concept, okay? Because it's new. Um, what exactly is earned wage access? The term, and what are the benefits? And is this popular in other markets? Is it for the first time that you're getting it in India? Sure. So. Earned wage access is a product that looks to solve for short tenure liquidity uh, requirements between one paycheck to the next. The idea is actually very similar, and it's kind of akin to invoice financing, but for individuals. So we actually partner with corporates. Uh, we integrate with their payroll software such that an employee can access his salary as and when he earns it. So if he's worked for five days, he can remove five days of pay to cover a bill that's come due, to cover an emergency requirement, and so on and so forth. Your um, the credit risk is not with the consumer; it's actually with the employer because our repayment is directly from the employer. So it's a it's you know very very secure form of financing. It is extremely reasonable and extremely effective, and it's on the go credit for the underserved employee base in India. Let's break that down. Underserved. Yeah. What do you mean by that? And I want to understand this yeah. as a problem for the person yeah. who doesn't have this but needs it. So let me let me profile this right, and then really come to what the, that. That you know segment looks right, right? So this is typically uh, new age India, young India. Um, typically don't have credit history or have poor credit history. Uh, still starting at the cusp of sort of their credit building foundation, right? They tend to have requirements which are driven on multiple fronts. One is they're either first time entrance into the workforce, they're supporting a much larger household need. Um, the second can be that they have uh, financial obligations which don't meet their payment cycles, so they often delay those payments and then are further impacted into a debt trap, right? Um, the third aspect is that a huge population in the segment don't actually have access to credit products, right? Whether it's credit cards, whether it's loan 
own products they don't have access to these at affordable rates so they need credit if they need credit it's usually at rates that are north of 3% per month our product gives them this access to their own earned income completely free of cost so what you're saying is take your own money it's not a loan it's empowering to you not to have to wave your hand in front of anyone take it and take it for free very interesting so let me get this right this is obviously not for you know the itim who's starting his very first job and who's got credit cards from the entire world you know, who right. would not give that kind of a person a credit card we are not talking about them that's right let's get a better idea about what's your target audience yeah. like i'm got, to, i'm asking this because i yeah. hope that some of them are listening and yeah. find the product useful yeah. so not to say that the itims <laughs> are not our target audience many of them would choose to take money in the bank account versus withdraw from a credit card at 3% and you know invest that in the stock huh. market if you may that's also true but they're not our target segment right like you rightly said our target segment is the gray collar workforce typically earning anywhere between 2 to 8 lakhs per annum uh you know has a uh, monthly income that could potentially be closer in line with blue collar workforce but whose education qualification job profile is much more closer in white collar nature so let me give you some examples right this can be someone working on the retail shop floor a front desk receptionist nursing staff ward boys at hospitals uh, call center employees and so on right aspirational young india that falls into this gray collar workforce right so that's really who we personify as a target segment and right now their access to credit or to a loan product would be practically non-existent so they would have access to credit right but it would be at a very very high price um they have opportunities to check out with emis again at exorbitant rates and so on short tenure liquidity requirements for any of these any of the people in this segment comes at a very a significantly higher price than any of us would have here credit cards on the other hand uh, you know the credit card penetration in india itself is extremely low you need to have a certain credit score to be qualified for a credit card if you don't you have to actually you know do a security deposit against the card so again credit card penetration within this segment is marginal yeah. it's a debit card economy here that is a tough one and short term credit is important right okay. because and you know for example you could god forbid have a medical emergency yeah where would you go yeah. so i guess yeah. there is enough need for this kind of Absolutely. finance which doesn't exist right now Absolutely. or even even if it does you're talking of 2% 3% per month right more yeah and yeah so i'd like to just add one point there is that it's not that credit is not available to the segment very often what we find is that they are pushed into taking credit for a longer period of time than they actually need right because many of the lenders out there today are interested in giving you loans for a slightly longer period of time only because that's what makes sense to them from a returns perspective versus the need is actually short term so the idea is to try and come in there and really provide that short term need at a very affordable rate that satisfies the requirement of the user very interesting so i'm trying to understand this did you guys wake up in the morning and say <laughs> let's do this because you know the entire world is jumping into lending i get sms spam like your load of yeah. 10 lakhs is approved i'm like dude seriously <laughs> i don't need that where did this idea come to you So we actually started off thinking about you know how can we target this particular segment from a savings and wealth building angle and the idea was how can we curate products for this particular segment to build that discipline of savings right because there are multiple products out there in the market but this segment may not necessarily either have the appetite and in some cases the intelligence to consume some of these products right but when we went deep into our research and deep into our customer engagements what we recognized was before solving wealth building for them and savings discipline for them you need to plug the leakage that's happening at the point of access if someone is losing 36 percent per annum because they're taking on shorter tenure credits that are that expensive that's the problem that you need to address first build that trust with the user and then take them up the value chain the second degree over there was that when you go to serve this segment and you say okay how can i give them credit which is basically 
near zero cost you realize that they don't have credit history they don't have the credit foundation to for you to be able to give that in a manner that will make sense so the only route to do it and to make it affordable is to go via the employer so the employer guarantees and does the collection mechanism for you so you're protected and you're able to give them a product which you would typically give a much more credit worthy customer yeah fantastic let's get on to that the employers what's there in it for the employers absolutely i would say in the recent in the last maybe 3 or 4 years i think all employers have started to realize that their responsibility towards their employees lies far beyond just paying out salaries right so there has been an increased focus on various aspects of wellness whether it's mental wellness physical wellness one important aspect is also financial wellness which many employers are starting to wake up to now but it's a very it's a very difficult thing to try and address right they don't know how to really plug that need and another very interesting aspect that we've come to realize is that mental wellness itself is very much triggered by your financial wellness right and an employee's financial wellness very often the financial stress is what makes them feel mentally you know imbalanced at that point so to that end over the last few years given the kind of change in the mindset of you know chros of many of these organizations they are trying to see how to fulfill that need and that's where our product comes in and really helps plug the gap in a in a meaningful way and so for a corporate pretty much what you're telling them is that this is a free of cost offering for you it's a free of risk offering for you we t- take on the entire burden of trying to fulfill that need that your employees have and we will be your partner through this entire journey right it's very important for us we are not looking at corporates just giving us access to their employees the idea is to do this in partnership with them to better understand what serves the need of their employees and how are we the best partners to really try and address what the employees are looking for right so from a corporate's perspective i mean most of the corporates that we've been interacting with are extremely receptive and especially over the last 2 years seeing the kind of calamity that people have really gone through right it's almost like a no brainer for them that this is it's a great tool that i can just implement with a you know click of a button yeah i mean you're right about that mental wellness and financial wellness are pretty much linked and the last 2 years have shown that my guess is that i don't know whether you have any specific anecdotes to share out here that can that can help our listeners to but i'm guessing there might be some medical emergencies that push certain employees to the brink and especially in the last 2 years you've seen a lot of that happening is that similar to what you're talking about absolutely and you know another aspect related to that right financial wellness is also something that employees tend to feel a lot of shame about so we were speaking to one of the the chros who said that you know we had a manager who'd been working with us for about 10 years strong record he was going through a financial you know calamity for about 3 to 4 months during the pandemic but he never came to the employer he never came to the chro never put his hands up saying you know i need some financial assistance and about 6 months after the incident is when it came to light and the chro felt so terrible that someone with a great reputation great record with the company having gone through a short period of financial stress had he just had the comfort to be able to come up to the chro and say it they would have been more than happy to help try and support them right but it's such a there's so much of a shame factor associated with anything to do with your personal finances that very often employees don't even come to know about it right and that's what has happened over the last 2 or 3 years that there is this latent need for finance and financial assistance that never gets you know that never comes to light simply because you don't want to go to your employer you don't want to put your hand up saying i'm the one facing some sort of you know financial trouble at this point yeah i so, think what you're talking about is you know if the hr or the promoters or the founders of any company actually want to retain talent yeah. i'm guessing for them a having a good handle on the mental wellness of their employees and hopefully financial wellness of the employees 
makes a difference right builds a culture yeah think that makes sense what do you guys think about that yeah no absolutely i think uh, what we've seen uh, is a classic example you know where we'd gone into multiple companies where they'd say that look we might have you might see a maybe 2 3% uptake on the employee base and what you're seeing in terms of the actual numbers you're seeing closer to 40 50% and more huh. right uh, wow. that's the amount of latent demand which doesn't come to the surface purely because there's a shame factor involved you'll only go to your employer when you really feel like there's a reason that they will also agree is justified right and i think oftentimes we mistake we put our own biases onto our people right and we don't recognize that everyone has their own struggles and this is one way to address it for them and yeah. we've seen we've seen employees come to us and say you know this product has really saved our life we don't have to go borrow from our brother or our sister and it's so shameful every month us not being able to you know cover our expenses or provide for us child's emergency expenses and so on so i do truly believe that this has definitely made employees that we've gone into organizations of very happy with their employer because they know it's an employer backed initiative it's not something that's completely independent so there you go folks if you are an employer do you guys have a minimum size of an employee base 10 20 50 100 or anything do you guys have anything there so we typically look at companies which are you know 500 to 1000 plus but mm. we we would offer it to you know other smaller entities as so well so there you go folks if you know mm. if any of you listeners out there are employing 500000 you know em- employees and feel that there is a that there is an unresolved problem about your employees wanting short term finance based on their salaries you can just check out jiffy um, did i get that right that's right fantastic that's and we'll get into the product and everything about it right on the other side of this break folks don't go anywhere we'll be right back and welcome back Okay guys so I want to understand this the financial journey of any employee anyone for that matter okay loan is just one small part of it there's a lot of stuff about investments financial security retirement planning blah 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 you've got someone who's 25 the great time to start planning for you know for long term finances and I'm sure that you also thought about it because if you're going to be looking at just the the lending part there's so much on the product part tell me how you guys think about wellness as an entire concept for your product yeah So maybe I can start and Anusha can jump in. Um so the way we look at it is we don't we will be a holistic financial wellness offering for the employed workforce. Um we think about this more in sort of three spectrums. One being access to credit which we spoke about before the break. The second and the third piece is to do with spend and save, right? The idea is can you actually equip and empower this employee to spend better and then effectively save better? right uh so we actually do have a spend product which allows the user to you know of course um, avail multiple benefits through that particular product but more importantly also allows that user to set budgets track expenses against those in a manner that's also rewarding to that end user um the third piece which is of course the savings piece which is very very close to our mission which is to take every borrower and make them a saver is how do i start that first step in the journey towards wealth building and saving for an audience that is typically intimidated by the products out there in the market today can i make products simple basic and easy to consume start with the discipline of savings given i'm already on top of the data and the source of income right because i'm uh, integrated with the employer can i actually walk them through that first step in products that can give them lucrative returns but are products that they understand and feel secured by right and that's really where the savings journey is very integral to our product and our offering and i do believe as hrs as well and as companies evaluate us and all the other financial wellness products out there it's a very important thing for them to consider as well because just enticing credit is not going to help 
make that borrower become a saver and become more stable in the future right and that's really where we want to plug the gap and i would say that apart from just the transactional tools right we've tried to think about small pain points of users that we can try and address right whether it comes to understanding what your credit score is being able to see it with the click of a button knowing what your provident fund balance is right again a big black box for many employees we're constantly doing you know your consumer surveys trying to understand what are those simple pain points which are not they're not transactional right they're not to encourage any sort of spend on the platform but it's just are there other small problems that you might encounter on a day-to-day basis that my app can just give you the information to make your life easier right so it's really trying to think through everything that's that can simplify personal finance for this particular segment that is very often confused or has no idea where to go yeah enticing credit will not make a borrower into a saver you know i want to put that somewhere <laughs> i want to like actually put that somewhere because you're living in this world of bnpl yeah and people absolutely. just freaking out you know yeah. payday loans and stuff like that and you know my salary is 25000 and i'm buying a mobile phone for 25000 just because there's a sale on that i don't know maybe yeah. i'm old school i don't believe in that yeah. but i i just love that enticing credit is not going to make a borrower into saver you need to probably think about your savings your as you said financial wellness over a long period of time yeah. wonderful let's talk about the product okay how does the solution work for employees and you know what do they get and how does the process work yeah okay so of course the crux of the offering is that it's always done through the partnership with the corporate right once we partner with the corporate the app is available for everybody in the organization right so we want this product to be financially inclusive we don't draw any distinction between one type of employee and another every employee can download the app it's a very very simple ekyc three step ekyc process post which they can start tracking how much salary they've earned for the month at any point in time if they want to access it two clicks of a button and we fund the money to them and we recover the money directly from the corporate they of course also have access to a card on the app it's a virtual card it's a physical card it comes with a whole host of features cashbacks rewards complete movement of money from the card to wherever you know you want the money to go that's what we have today and we're just building out the savings tools which we will be launching in the next you know the next quarter or so where we have micro savings micro investment uh, other engagement tools as well the other side of the table how does this work for employers what do they i mean they get a dashboard and they get analytics and stuff like that absolutely so the ideas are of course given that this is done in partnership with the corporate it's very important for the corporate to have complete transparency in terms of how their employees are really engaging with jiffy right to give a more tangible feel for what the financial health of an organization looks like so of course they get real time metrics as to how their employees are really engaging with jiffy which are the products that they seem most interested in um they have complete controls at their end as well so they can choose overnight to change the shape and form of the product for their employees the way they seem fit so all of these controls are made available for a corporate as well how does the advance on next month salary part okay i mean i just want to spend some time understanding this in a more transparent way for the listeners because i'm sure that you guys would have read there's a lot of social media um for the lack of a better word outrage about how when some people look at the credit history at the credit bureau on a credit report boom they just find some unknown you know loan that has been taken against them so i just want to make this like very very transparent for the people who are listening how does the advance on next month salary work is that a loan a will that mean that i am now within the credit bureau and therefore b i will have a credit so just talk about this in a little bit of detail okay um right so basically advance on next month salary so any of these products whether it's earned wage access or whether it's an advance on your next month salary does have a credit element linked to it what happens is that when the user 
makes that application when they ask for an amount we only do a soft pull so it doesn't impact your credit score simply because you're taking it but at default if the employee decides to abscond run away and the corporate decides not to repay to that end it will impact their credit score and that forms very much a part of our user education to the employees that they need to understand that this money needs to be repaid so you need to maintain the right kind of behavior to ensure that it doesn't negatively impact but simply taking out the product itself or using or accessing your salary doesn't impact your credit score right advance on next month salary again is a it's a selective choice that an hr manager can choose to provide as an added benefit to their employees it's not available across the board for everybody because of course there is a little bit more of a risk when someone is accessing salary that they've not earned to that end it's the discretion of the hr who they wanted to be enabled for and for you know how what duration and just to understand the soft part and the default part a little bit well so what does that mean maybe we can take an example of an employee you know whose salary is maybe say 10000 a month and he's worked for 6 months so you could say that he's earned salary of 60000 every month and now this in the seventh month he has a requirement of uh, we'll say 5000 okay. okay so he needs access to 5000 rupees as part of a loan okay so how does your product work there so it's still within the um the uh, range of his income right if his income is 10000 and he's looking for 5000 um we can still give that to him without having to take any consumer credit risk so i don't his credit score doesn't matter to me because that's within his monthly income and the employer is repaying that so for example let's say he takes that money and he resigns the next day i get notified because i'm sitting on top of the payroll stack right so to that end i just simply take the repayment from the full and final settlement and again there's no um you know the it not underwriting the user in this case right so credit score here is just a um you know it's just a soft pull or a check a uh, list item because a, a user is uh, backed by this product is backed by the employer okay but that does mean that tomorrow when this person let's say goes out in the world and takes maybe a loan from an nbfc or someone he would have a credit history then even if it's a soft pull is yeah. is that how it works yeah and if he takes a credit card and then defaults and that's going to mess up his credit score but that's not on you obviously that's yeah. on his behavior yeah. okay and oh. we also don't um so you can have a credit score of 500 or 750 doesn't matter to us you'll still be eligible for the same uh, uh access and the same a uh, product through okay through. what in what about more than his monthly salary he's looking for a 25000 rupees loan versus a 10000 rupees per month um salary do you look at how many months he's been working or on what factors would you advance him that loan yeah if at all you'd maybe go for 25 you'd say okay i can't give you 25 i'll give you 15 how would that work so there's a couple of options that exist today um so one is of course you have access to your unearned which is your next month salary so that gives you a little bit more than just your 30 day pay um again within the guardrails of the fact that we can collect it back in your fnf should you quit then take it and quit the second option is we actually allow the user let's say he's earning 25000 in the month it's day 20 and he's earned you know 15 to 20000 he can take that money and actually have a flexible repayment option so he can split that over uh, you know 3 months or you know however many months if he does decide to however again resign then it doesn't matter because it's still within the bounds so i can collect it back right within i can collect it directly back from the employer so we give multiple flexible options um so at any given point in time you can spread your requirement over a couple of months um with regard to multiple of income products we have had corporates actually ask us that and you know ask us when we're introducing that we've had users tell us we love the user experience it's so easy when you coming out with you know other loan products i think that we we think about that down the line but today the idea is to keep it within um the uh, realm of us not having to be exposed to consumer credit risk because the idea is let's plug short term liquidity let's build that user's credibility let's help him build savings discipline and then let's give him more if he needs it from a you know a positive loan perspective let's yeah. look at the hairy part the tricky part you know yeah. because we love to beat the system yeah 
what if i just run away what happens there i mean you know there is a whole maybe if you can just share some stories because what you're what about a year old yes we've not had any runaways <laughs> so Chalo, good. i don't have a story for that but yeah. uh, if, i can if, tell you if any listener is planning yeah. to pull a fast one let's just put some warning signs out there what's it like tell me so we have guardrails in place right so every employer knows their employee base the best uh, if it's a bpo segment if it's a facility management segment they know absconding is of high risk and they know what kind of guardrails will protect the book uh and they incentivize to make this a sustainable relationship right so to that and they do set certain limit rules and limits and parameters in place so for example uh you can actually set rules that okay if someone's not completed 6 months in my organization we don't give them access to any of the products if they've completed maybe 12 months post we give them access to 50% 18 months post 100% so different parameters whether it's your tenure whether it's your department whether it's your grade you can set certain rules and flexibilities that allow you to keep the book sustainable in cases where people do abscond um the idea is that you know the approach is to educate them about the impact on the credit score um and you know given that smaller ticket items uh you know how can we actually help you repay it in due course hmm interesting now what if can this be transferred from job to job um what if i'm leaving from an employer who has jiffy to an employer who does not have jiffy yeah, yeah. what if an employer just shuts down what do i do Yeah. So if you've taken an advance and you've taken that into your bank account it doesn't matter because you've taken the money out right um similarly if you take the money and take it onto the jiffy card that card is available to you even when you move an em- to from one employer to the next the only thing that doesn't become available to you as you move from one place to the next is the earned wage access product right which is the on demand salary product the savings tools the spend cards that's all linked to the user and it has little to do from a employer standpoint Again, of course, if the employee moves ship and they love the product and they want to see their new employer have it, they can go to their HR and tell them to contact Jiffy, and we can provide it to them. Yeah. So, yeah. An employer shuts down. Same thing. If the employer shuts down, then of course, you know, we don't have the ability to offer anything to that employer anymore, and that that goes much beyond our control because the crux of this offering, of course, is that at least the earned wage access piece is very intrinsically involved with the corporate. Like Anisha mentioned, the card. as well as the the savings tools would mm. still anyway be available to a user okay let me understand how jiffy works do you guys you know what's your role out here are you just a tech are you just a platform do you hold any risk on your books do you have any underwriting tools do you have tie ups with banks nbfcs where is the money flowing all of that let's just understand that sure so we are basically a tech enabler or we are partnered with licensed nbfcs and banks they are the ones that provide the funds directly to the employee and that's transparently made available at the time that the user signs on to the app that there are these banks with whom we are partnered with and you are consenting to their you know terms and conditions right um so we are really really a tech enabler for this we don't carry any risk on our books it's all entirely done by the bank to the user we simply act as a facilitator for uh, being the platform through which those requests come through from an employee and we of course hold the relationship with the corporate and the corporate hr to aid the communication um recover the you know the money at the end of the month and all of that is entirely managed by us but we are purely a tech enabler so basically so, sorry go on no i was just going to say the user doesn't interact with anyone else except our app and jiffy so user only knows jiffy yeah but if things go south you know will the bank's agents be knocking on the door and sending text to all his friends and family case <laughs> since he didn't pay back his loan or something how does that work Oh, we've, we've not had that situation. We've not so had that. We've not had that situation. But anyway, I think in light of what has <laughs> happened in the last two years and the RBI's crackdown, I think most banks and NBFCs are anyway very, very you know scared of doing that. But at the end of it, their customer is not 
the ultimate user. We are the facilitator. So it's the onus is on us to figure out how we. And like Anisha said, it forms a large part of the user education. You know, trying to understand from the user why they may not be able to pay back. Like we said, the the biggest comfort is that we are not doing multiple of income, right? So you're not talking about someone running away with four x or five x of their salary. You're talking about someone who is maybe run away with ten thousand, five thousand. So you know, future plans because this sounds really interesting. I'm assuming that you've got investments lined up and all sorts of stuff. Tell us about that. The future plan is that we really want to redefine how workforce financial wellness looks like, right? Whether that means, um, you know, better access to your income on time, whether that means the best access to credit, whether it means, you know, the savings tools that really help wealth building in its true sense. For this particular segment, we want to own that segment, right? And we want to be the leading player for financial wellness and look to redefine their entire workforce account to that extent. I think that's how we are looking at it. We're building our product suite and our product roadmap in that direction. Um, and yeah, that's a little bit about how we're thinking about yeah. the future. And I think the way yeah. we would define success is if employees start going to employers and demanding that they need Jiffy and that they need Jiffy to be available to them, much like how employees today would demand insurance. insurance. That's when we know we've reached success. So that's what we're aiming for. Lovely, fantastic! I wish you guys all the best. And come back to Pesa Pesa. You know, maybe once you have the investment products and you've got the wealth uh, products rolled out, and hopefully you have a much larger base also to speak about mm-hmm. by then. Do come back to Pesa Pesa. But folks, that is a wrap on this episode of Pesa Pesa. My guest Anisha Dosa and Anusha Ramakrishnan, founders, co-founders, what? Co-founders. Co-founders. Co-founders at Jiffy. Guys, thank you so much. Really, thank you so much for doing this for our listeners. Thank, thank you, you for Anna. having us. Thank you. Thank you. And listeners, if you like this podcast, don't forget to check out other interesting podcasts on the IVM Network. You can listen to us on the IVM Podcast app or ivmpodcast.com. You can also follow us on our social media. We are IVM Podcast on Twitter and Instagram. And if you want to reach out to me, I'm your host Anupam Gupta B50 on Twitter. And thank you so much for listening to Vaisa Vaisa.